Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. Well, it's about friggin' time that something like this happens. Something like what? Well, you're the one that told me the story, but everybody has had some encounter with these phone scammers from India. The giant effing dirtbags. You know, the ones who claim to be the Internal Revenue Service and they're sending the local cops. Or the Canada Revenue Agency and they're sending the local cops. Yeah, it's like really great lingo that they use. Um, But what happened? The RCMP and some American police agency that I can't remember what it said. They like the FBI or something? Probably the FBI, yes. Um, Teamed up and they cracked down. And they raided three major call centers in India. And apparently they found lists of names of people who'd been scammed. And there was like 40... I read another article as well. There's like 40,000 people who'd been scammed out of money between the U.S. and Canada. Wow. Okay, so I, I haven't had an IRS scam in a long time. But I've been getting the credit card scammers a lot lately. But, but, and I can't think of one single thing that would make me fall for their shit. So I don't Well, but here's the thing. 40,000 people sounds like a lot until you think about the fact that there's 300 million people just in this country. Oh, there's 350 million people between the two countries. Yeah, like that's... Yeah. That's not even... What is it? One per, it's like, what, 1%? I think it also includes people from the UK because I think they get scammed as well. But, but what is it, like 1% but, of the population? Like, yeah. that's nothing. It's not a huge percentage, but when you say 40,000, like, if you had 40,000 walnuts, it would be a fuckload of walnuts. But on the other hand, <laughs> but on the other hand, we just had the elections, right? That's funny. We had the elections, right? There's people who wish they got 1%. Right. I mean... <laughs> Let's be real, they're out there. Yes. And I mean, that's the thing. You... You don't know where it's coming from. It's true. So now, the article also said that these scammers are now in smaller, more localized call centers. And so the call center will only... Because one of the the call centers they busted had 750 employees. Holy moly. Yeah, that's just a whole lot of scamming piles of dog shit. Wow. Now they're, they're having little call centers with more like 15 people. I think the part about the is scam- that because is that because it's easier to keep it quiet that that's what you're doing because it's a smaller so. group and it's probably easier to move because that's what gangs do. Yeah, you know me. I watch all the of course you do the shows. I love those shows. And what gangs will do is there'll be a street gang that has like you know twenty thousand members. It's like yeah. twenty thousand members. Then they break those into regions, and then they inside of the regions they have these little cliques. And they break the clicks up into like 10 or 12 people because that's kind of like a family and they can stick together. Too much bigger than that, someone's going to rat on you. Right. So there's clearly something about, and maybe it's a call volume coming out of a location yeah. as well. I don't know. I, I know like 
more about what North American governments kind of watch for. Well, sure, because like, like, like that's how they find that's how they find people who are doing illegal marijuana grows. They watch for the electric bill to go crazy, and when the, and the SCE reports it to the police to check it out. And if they see a pattern, because there's a detective assigned to track that, and if they see a pattern, well, boom. Right. Go out there and get a warrant. But, like, I'm sorry if you're one of those 40,000 people on that list they found. Uh Uh-oh, here it comes. But I've gotten these calls. And if the IRS calls you and tells you you need to go get them a Target gift card and you do it, you're an idiot. And and that and you know what I was gonna say, I actually think it's a stretch to believe them even that far. I really do. I could make the case, all right. But just to prove, because it's so ridiculous that anyone falls for this, okay. Just to prove that, I let it go, and I don't argue that it could have ended earlier. I don't care. It, it at that point that you're talking about. At that point that you're talking about, mm-hmm. fine. Can't go any further than that, though. Right. I so mean, now you're dead. So you're, if you're going to die anyway, why try? Right. We talked to a lot of the IRS scammers, you and yes. I. We called a lot of them back. We had some good fun. Now we don't get... You especially don't get them at all anymore. No. Which is really funny to me. Anyway. Um, but... Scared them off. <laughs> I had a thought train and then Mitchell's stanky-ass fart killed it. <laughs> Um, that was a while ago. He admits to it. He said like that was a while ago. <laughs> anyway, what was I going to say? Well, Odie is sitting next to you. Oh, that's what I was going to say. They're, they're more convincing when they get you straight on the phone rather than leaving you there. We are going to call the local cops. Voicemail. Yes, but still. But right? still. Like I said, you can let them. I'm going to give it to you all. I mean, I could fight you on the, well, why is the guy or ask guy have an Indian accent? But it's possible. Why is the IRS guy calling me? IRS never calls me. Okay? Right. Oh, there's a lot of things. Okay? But let all those go. As soon as you get to the part of, well, okay, how do I pay this $8,395 bill? Well, first I want you to go to the bank. And I want you to withdraw that money while I'm on the phone From with you. From your savings account. Yes, while I'm on the phone with you. Then you go and you withdraw the money. Okay, now, I mean, right there, you should have been like, the IRS wouldn't do this. So you're already, you've gone too far. But I'm going to even give you that. Also, I would hope that any self-respecting bank teller does not allow you to withdraw that money while they see you on the phone with somebody. Yeah, I agree with you. But here's the thing. Still, given the benefit of the doubt, they, they got that far. Here's where you lose. You cannot, if you go any further than this, you're, You're not paying any attention. Your eyes are closed. Because when they say to you, yeah, just take that and get me a Target gift card in denominations of $2,000 each with one of the amount of blah, 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 blah. Well, if you go and do that, you're an idiot. Sorry. I, I don't care if it happened to you, your grandma, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your uncle, your cousin, your best friend's boyfriend. I don't care who it happened to that you know. If you're offended by me calling them a moron, you're a hypocrite. Because you personally think they're a moron, and you know it. But if you've been scammed by an IRS scammer specifically, and you're offended that we just called you an idiot, 
we would love for you to send us an email and come on the show so we can ask you why you fell for it and what made you fall for it. That would be very interesting. We Info we at yogispodcastnetwork.com. We promise we won't call you an idiot on the podcast. No. Maybe after you leave, though. <laughs> it's just i don't get it i don't know how you at that point like i said there's a lot of spots along the way that we could fight that right why would you fall for that right but let's just not even have that argument like like how, like for instance you ever gone to a debate team competition have you ever done that no i have and they tell you that if you have an argument that's rock solid but it starts it's a it's a two and a half minute long thing and it starts at one and a half minutes and it's a solid one minute argument that they can't defeat they gotta make it to the end but if they can't defeat you from one and a half minutes forward they lose right so why battle them all the way along go you know you may or may not win that battle and you may or may not win that battle and what happens is the more battles you lose the less credibility you have so you go to that one battle and you just lay it on the line so we agree that up to the purchase of the Target gift cards is gray. Yes, I could go either way. Like I said, I could argue that there's no way you should have gotten that far. I can are, argue that. There are also likely some scammers that are better than others. Yes. And all that good bullshit. But you might ask, why are we talking about this topic today? Yes, and that's what I was asking you to get to, and you somehow we got on this tangent. But. I don't know. We tangent a lot sometimes. So, today, I see it come up. A 714 number from Anaheim. And I'm just like, oh yeah. Time to yell at some scammer. Okay. So this dude calls. And it's the same as every other time I answer a 714 number from Anaheim. So I know how the spiel goes. I don't even have to listen to the pre-recorded at the beginning. I just know that if I press 9, I will be very shortly talking to a little tiny scammer man. <laughs> Never a woman. Always a man. Okay, so he says... I heard that you wanted to lower the interest rate on your Visa, MasterCard, Chase, Bank of America credit card. And I went, oh, do I? He went, well, don't you? I see here you've been making regular payments just over the minimum balance. And I said, interesting. You can see that all right there, can you? Now, all the while, I'm thinking to myself, I don't have a fucking credit card. What are you talking about? You filthy rotten scammer. So then I say, he says something else about how they can lower my interest rate to below 10%. And I went, and Still how... Still better than your interest rate. How do you plan on doing that, you scamming pile of dog shit? <laughs> and so I just laid it out there. You That's know. the title of the episode. You scamming pile of dog shit. Okay. That's the title of the episode right there. Majestic. Note to self, scamming pile of dog shit. Title. Continue. You majestic pile of dog shit. Scamming pile of dog shit. Okay, you majestic scamming pile so of dog says, shit. he says, well, I'm not a scammer. I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, oh, really? You're not a scammer. That's why you're trying to scam a bitch with no credit card, right? That's, that's what you're doing. That's how you can see my payments, right? You scamming pile of dog shit. And I just, like, kept talking. <laughs> And I, I think I called him a pile of dog shit like 11 times. And then, you may have to bleep this part out or just put explicit because I don't know. But he's like, you motherfucking whore. And he hung up. 
I. It took him now. He took it for that long though. Give the dude credit. Well, he was swearing at me in the background. I just couldn't hear it because I wasn't. Gonna Since stop you already talking. gave me the explicit um, tag, I mean, he basically bent over and said, "Give it to me as hard as you can," and I guarantee you, you can't give it to me hard enough to make me say stop. And then he said, "Stop." You know. He did. The reason I always answer couldn't take it. <laughs> the reason I always answer these seven one four numbers from Anaheim. Is because, because they're always scammers. Right. And I'm I'm hoping deep down inside that they get as sick of me as the IRS scammers got sick of you, uh, sick of you but yeah. they just haven't. Do you know how many times I've called these credit card scammers scamming piles of dog shit? At least care. 11. Maybe the IRS guys are more organized. <laughs> Maybe. More efficient, you know, eliminate people who there's no way in hell they're ever going to believe you. However, somebody needs to teach these little call center bitches some more... My brain is from, so messed up. From more, some more curse words, because I sure get called a motherfucker a lot. And there yeah. are so many more entertaining words you could use. I'm not going to repeat them here, because we'd like this podcast to actually be publishable. But you know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny, though? You... And now I've kind of lost what my train of thought was, but you, my brain works in a really weird and twisted way because you were talking about something over here mm -hmm. and I was thinking, yeah, that's why this happens. And it was like something 180 degrees away from where you were. But for some reason, it pops up into my brain. Next time, I'm going to play along. But it's to really see where hard. it goes? Yeah. I feel like they're going to ask me for my credit card number. Oh, so that they can steal your number. Yeah. Oh, that's but what I the scam is. I couldn't understand what the scam was. Yeah, I'm going to have to be like, I'm paying 39% interest. The last time I tried to play along, I got a little bit too sarcastic with them, though. And I told them that my credit card balance was $74 million. <laughs> and they just... <laughs> That oh one called me God. a stupid bitch. Oh my God. I'm not sure how messing with them makes me the stupid one, which is then what I asked them. Well, that's what's funny about that, because that's what I think. Like, when when they call you, like, like, remember that one time that I called that IRS scammer back, and I let him know in un no uncertain terms that I knew he was a scammer, and I kept asking him, like, how does he sleep at night, you know, scamming pe little old ladies like that? I and said, he said Only very comfortably next to your wife or something ridiculous. Yeah, like and that. he, like, said, very comfortably next to your wife, you know? And I was like, oh, re oh really? <laughs> and then he asked you how you sleep at night. Yeah. And you were, like, on my left side. Yeah. Yeah, and I gave him like the whole entire thing, you know, with my dog in between me and my wife, and my arm over my wife, with my head on the pillow facing now, her. If I remember correctly, when I was asleep last night, there was not a scamming pile of dog shit in bed with us. No. I think I would have smelled yeah. that. There was an Odie, and he smells pretty bad. Just kidding. Oh, he does. He needs his a bath. last night. He needs a bath. Poor Bybee. Anyway. I don't know why I said yeah. that. He's going to go to a great house. He is. He's going to be happy. Yep. And I guess Deputy Duncan's going to stay for a while. <laughs> Look at his face. Yep, he's sticking around for a little while. Deputy Dunky. He's. We're going to put him up in Mitchell's bed with him, right? He's going through the opposite um, workout regimen that Odie went through. 
Well, he's still feed getting... Feed him as much as possible. He's being fed as much as possible, but he still needs the walks. Yeah. Because I feel like they're good for his stiff little joints. Uh-huh. And I have to bring up the hip treats for him so that he gets at least one of them a day. Yeah, I agree with you. So... He needs, that. He needs to oil up his little jointy joints. Odie. So I'm going to record something for you right now, Odie. Because when you first came here, <laughs> I went downstairs to meet Val, and she had parked where I told her to park, but she had started walking away, and so she was over by the barbecue area in the building. So I came running over there, and I looked down, and there is this enormous sausage that's little, pink and white. Little white and pink sausage dog. He was huge. He and was his bigly. face was just like one big line straight back to his neck, which went straight back to his back. <laughs> he was just like one big long hot dog. It was crazy with fur. Oh, and then he had a lion's mane haircut, which made him look even crazier And weird. there was a ball of fur on the end of his poor little tail. <laughs> so, they were so that was my him. introduction to Odie. And then, honestly... His little personality at first, he was kind of a jerk. He's going to be honest. He's still he a jerk. He was a real jerk. Like, wasn't nice to anybody. He's like, oh, Mitchell, I love you. I'll cuddle with you. And you know what? It's like, give me a break. The moment you turned around and started liking him was when we decided that he's a jerk because he just doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks. That was it. That was the conversation we had in bed that night. And I said to you, I don't understand this dog. I don't know why he rubs me the wrong way. He's and you, you said, and dog. And you, that's what you said. And I said, what? How dare you? And then I, I still cl- say, how dare you? I clarified it by saying he just doesn't give a shit what anybody else thinks of him. You say it about yourself all the time, so you still you can't be mad at me. I could but be mad at you. I mean, you'd be irrational. I can do whatever I want. Doesn't I guess, make it right. I guess you're allowed to be irrational once in a while, or all the time. <laughs> so, so it was great. So today, gotta give you my favorite Facebook moment of the day. Hi, Olive. Um, she was like rooting around in the curtains. Gotta find it for you. It was great. Hopefully, I can find it real quick here. Go away, Facebook business. Why does Facebook business always bother me? Because I accidentally went into our business uh, ads account today. Dear God, it's your fault. Usually. So, Abe posted this graphic about things to do away with, and one of the things was um, kind of forceful. And I made the comment, essentially, that I don't like force and so this guy was saying um he abe said well they were already requiring us to accept that which we which are against our own interests and i said i disagree as americans we have rolled over to partisan politics and what would happen if we voted for the unknown on the ballot to replace the person we know who goes against our own interests so in other words what if there's a politician out there that is going against our interests, and then there's this unknown. Why do we keep electing the guy that we know is going to fuck us over when we can replace him with a guy who's promising us he's not going to fuck us over? Right. Eventually, one of them is going to keep their fucking promise, right? Exactly. 
I mean, you just got to keep rolling the dice. Well, but see, then here's the thing. I said, we, we, we have a real shot at representation that way. We have to use our voting power to shape the leadership. We need to get the government out of our everyday lives. As Americans, we just bend over and take it. How about we change that? And then, and then Michael, asking for the government to get out of our everyday lives clearly describes a neoliberal libertarian ideology which works rather well for corporate interests and the affluent, but which has historically proven disastrous for the interests of the vast majority of the people. I assume you want less regulations, less public services, less public enterprises, less public lands, etc. I, on the other hand, want the complete opposite, a very strong government, of and f- of for and by the people I said well tell me exactly what the government has ever done actually done for you that you couldn't have done better on your own and be specific please mm-hmm. and he says under a functional government you really don't know what a government does better than an individual my public education my health care my roads my water supply keeping capitalist pigs from polluting my country Unless you will allow me to shoot them in the head with impunity, then I could indeed do a better job than the government. My public transit system, getting rid of my garbage, of course, I could go on. These are all specific examples. And I said, well, you cite public education, yet studies show that private education does a better job. Your garbage is collected by a private company. The public transit system, it uses vehicles built by... Private, private companies. companies. Oh, the rails that the subways run on, they were built and installed by private companies. All the government did was contract with them. That's it. They paid the money. Your water supply, it's controlled by private interests. All the government does is lease it. That's the point big government folks don't ever grasp. The government can't function without the help of private companies. So why not save money? And go straight to the source. Well, because you cut out the middleman. Anyway. And and then Abe uses airports as an example. And that's why fares are low and blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know, you always use airports. I said, but what if we what if we privatized airports? I want to bet the rates are going to be even lower. Because such and such an airlines, they know that they make money by... Okay. If there were just two airlines in the world and one was mostly dead and the other was booming... Who would you rather have at your airport? I can think of a simpler way. Okay. That lower government would make flights cheaper. Have you ever actually looked at the cost of your flight? Yeah, it's mostly and the taxes. Breakdown? It's mostly it's taxes. It's like 45% I'm getting on this big-ass plane and it's going to cruise me across the country. And then it's 55%, 55% taxes. taxes. Yep. And now granted, some of those taxes are on the fuel, but they're still taxes. You are being taxed out the ass on your flight. Yep. And that's why I say that it also, you want to attract the busier airlines to your airport because then all your concessions, Mm -hmm. they make money. Because if it's a dead airport, you're not going to make money because there's nobody there. Right. But you got a super busy airport. They want a super busy airport. They they like a certain number of delays on flights and things of that nature. Right. Come on. With today's technology and the data that they track... Are you kidding me that they can't just not schedule flights for days that have consistently shown you can't travel? Come on, they can do that. They do it on purpose. You know why? Because you're stranded in Denver. My guess, flights would stay the exact same price if, if, if there was no government involvement in airports or flying. Because 
the airline would have to kick in a little bit more money to pay for staff and for space, but they wouldn't have to pay the 55% taxes. Right. So it would be a wash for you and I. More than likely. Or very close to it. Yeah. It it certainly wouldn't go up. I don't think so at all. I I also don't think it would go down because companies are greedy in general, but I don't think flights are too expensive right now given what you're getting. Well, but see, here's the point that a lot of people don't seem to understand. You got a company that 35% of its total revenue Mm -hmm. is gross profit. Okay. Because they charge, a a restaurant delivery service charges the restaurant a percentage for every order. So if it's 35%, they get 35 cents on the dollar. Okay. Okay. But when they get the order, right, the order is 100 bucks. they get to keep 35 but they got to pay the restaurant 65 Right. So they write checks out. And that's why it's a smart business model because the only place where you risk debt, bad debt, is when you extend credit to corporations... And have them pay it off in a week right. or two weeks. Then you run a little risk. But you run zero risk with the restaurants because you're getting paid from the customer directly. So then you run a risk that the customer might not pay you and you might not pay them. But Right. But that all gets worked out. Right. But by doing, by, by going there and seeing that, it shows me like the power of being a little bit busier because the busier that company got, the more profit we made. And even then... Our main profit was only like 8%. Right. That was after cutting it as lean as possible. So so on $100, we're making 8 bucks right. to deliver that food. That's it. I mean, so we're paying, technically when you think about it, we're paying for a good portion of your meal for you by all the, the delivery driver, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, right. the order taker, the technology to create the order taking system, et cetera. It, it's expensive. And so you get down to like eight cents. And then these people think, oh, you're greedy corporation that's delivering food and making all that money. Yeah, track that money, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Now I know how we got on this topic. Yeah. Huh. Yep, I tied it back for you. I see this. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I tied it back for you. See, my brain moves really, really, really fast. But I do think that if the flights, say a round trip flight to a place we're going, is $300. Mm-hmm. And the airline could cut their costs by 50%. I don't think they'd drop the price of that flight by very much at all. Unless they had to. Like, unless there was some kind of, they lost a whole bunch of customers and were trying to entice them. I don't think they'd drop the price of the flight. See, I think they we're talking about the United States. I don't think the United States would ever give a business free reign to price themselves whatever they want. I really don't. I think what the United States would say is, all right, we're going to let the airports be run by private companies, mm-hmm. okay? But your contracts with the airlines, they require the airlines to pay this much money. They can't make more than this much profit on a flight. Oh, that sounds like too much government involvement for but you. But see, but that's what... We were going with the utopian fuck-off That's what the typical situation would be here in the United States. Well, they'd give them all everything else, but they'd tack that one thing on there, and that pisses me off. Right, it's profit control. I don't like that at all. 
Yeah, because why... I have the ability to make the X number of profit. Who are you to tell me that I can't? Well, here's the thing. Let's say that that max profit, all you have to do is perform at 50%. Right. But he has to perform at 100% to get to it. So you're, he's working his ass off. You're barely working, and you're getting the same money. So what incentive is there for you to work as hard as him? Oh, you, don't you need just to. defeated communism. You don't need to. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so hard, right? You don't have any incentive. Why work harder? I mean, it stifles, um, what's the word, innovation, um, hard work. You want to know why communism doesn't work? Because nobody wants to be a doctor. Yeah. And then everybody dies. Yeah. Because nobody wants to do the hard work. Right. And that's, or take 12,000 years of schooling. Well, and that's the thing. Even if they take They take the easy path out. They take right. the easy way out. They work at McDonald's because they make the same $60,000 a year no matter which they do. Yeah. So they don't care. Literally no incentive to invest. And I would be willing to bet you that the minimum wage jobs are the hardest jobs to get. I would think so, but I'm pretty sure that in communism you are guaranteed a job. Somewhere. If you well, yeah, would make sense. Communism, they just it would make sense. Yeah, just assign you to a like job. You're, you're exactly. You're the cactus picker. I want to know what Without the plant gloves. is. Without gloves. That plant. There's a weird plant in our building. It's <laughs> oh, growing it's some thing. like weird things. Yeah, it has you like said cactus picker. I said yeah. cactus picker. You said cactus, but those aren't cactuses. Those are palm trees. That's not a palm tree. Palm trees have balls. Yeah. That wasn't a palm tree. It's like a papaya tree or something dumb no, like, like that. it's like a palm tree. I'm going to find Pretty out. Sure it is in front of a stupid lady found. There's also a freaking lemon tree, okay? Yes. That's not a palm tree either. That has either. the weirdest ass lemons. I figured it out. Oh, I googled and I googled and I googled and I googled and I found out that some pesticides that they spray for like cockroaches you and stuff can make your produce smell like marijuana. <laughs> and that stuff really did. So we have lemons that smell... Like lemon pot. We don't have any right now, but we had some. Yeah. Anyway, I think we beat the dead horse back to life. I think so, too. <laughs> but if you have any good scammer phone call stories or scammer email stories... Send them oh our way. Oh, my God. Next time, I'm going to read them the email I get every day from the scammer. Oh, the one that says that he's got your... What, computer under his control? Yes. Dang. He's my very special friend. He asks for a different amount of money every single day. Yeah. But it's always around the same amount of money. It's between five and $900. Yeah. And he he's shocked at the places that you visited on the internet. You know what? Sometimes I'm shocked at the places I visit on the and internet. And he like, can I... turn on your camera and watch you. So that's why you should put tape over the camera. That was okay. The creepiest thing happened. The creepiest thing happened, and then we can we can go to bed. Okay. So the other day, I was I think I was playing The Sims, just taking a break from you know working, uh-huh. playing The Sims, and all of a sudden, like my screen flickered, which okay, that's not you super unusual for my laptop, but nobody was moving, so the screen flickered, and then the you know the little light for your webcam, it turned on, and I was like, thumb. What is happening? <laughs> it was a vast, it was fucking with things, but it was traumatizing. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, at least I was wearing a shirt. <laughs> that reminds me of you telling me that story of the lady that was on the uh, webinar. <laughs> and her camera was on, 
And she carried her computer into the bathroom with her so she could continue to listen. And she proceeded to get naked and take a shower. But her camera was on the whole time. time. The virtual assistant who had to edit that that, was traumatized. And the dude dude that um, that morning didn't want to go to that meeting and was thinking of every excuse in the book. And finally he just decided to go. He was like... Thank God I went to this meeting. That was the greatest meeting I've ever been to. And you know what? It could have been the most unattractive naked person in the world. Come on. How how many times would you tell the story that you were in an online meeting and some woman got naked and took a shower not realizing that you could see her? You would tell that hundreds of times. You know you would. It could be the saggiest, wrinkliest person in the entire universe. And it's still the best story you'll ever tell in your life. Because it's got it's it's funny not because of what you what you're seeing. It's because she didn't have a clue you were seeing it. And I remember reading you that post, and I had like made you stop working so that I could read yeah. it to you, and you were mildly annoyed that I'd made you stop working. And then I read it to you, and you were like, "Well, that's the funniest thing I've heard today." And then you were like, "All chuckles." That it was, was totally h- worth it. It was hilarious. Hi, Parks. It was hilarious. Anyway, we can um, do the two-step boogie, I think. Well, I guess good night then. Hasta la bye-bye, Parker. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed this show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.